Hey folks, welcome to Creativity in Focus, a live podcast every Tuesday where we highlight an artist and its art. And we talk about business a little bit and everything that can really um, make your life as an artist easier and inspire you all the time. So we have a special guest today and we are going to talk about a topic that you all should pay a lot of attention. That is how to display art because, you know, making the piece is one part of the deal. But if you want to sell those pieces or even, you know, get more eyeballs when you're displaying on a gallery or something, you have to be aware that how you display matters a lot. But before we start talking to her, uh, I want to give you a few announcements. First of all, this is a live podcast, and the reason we do it live is not just because it's fun, it's because you can participate as well. We welcome your comments, we want to know where you're from, and most of all, if you have any questions for my guests, please do so. I get here on my tablet and I can ask her so she can answer directly to you. Whatever you're watching, be on Facebook, creativityinfocus.com, YouTube, any page out there. I mean, we don't even know to how many places this go. But we are monitoring all the chat. So please do uh, participate because it just makes the experience a whole different thing and we all enjoy it at the end of it. The other thing is if you can take a second and like, heart, put stars, whatever you can do to say this is worth watching, we appreciate because of course in some social networks like Facebook, for example, if they, the video doesn't get a lot of traction at the beginning, they just don't show, which is sad because this is content only uh, for you. We are not going to try to sell anything. So it's really valuable for, for many people interested in the topic. So take a second not only to like and, and give hearts and things like that, but also share. It's safe to share on groups because, again, we are not selling anything. It's just information. So if you participate in any groups related to arts, why not do this? Now, my guest today is famous for fusing <laughs> Glass, so she actually <laughs> recycles glass and she has a business called Glass with a Pass. Her name is Jody McCraney Russell, and she's not only making the world prettier, but also cleaner, right? Because instead uh, of the <laughs> bottles and windows going to, to the trash or even worse, to the ocean, uh, she's making them into pieces of art. And she has a lot of experience. She also has a side business where she provides tools and modes for glass artists. Now. I'm going to introduce, I already introduced, but we are going to start talking in a second. I just want to, to remind you that today the, the show is not only for glass artists. Of course, that's what she does, but it's about displaying art. So it doesn't matter if you do glass, fiber arts, sculpting, it still is extremely valuable information. You know why? Because as an, an artist, I know my, myself that you don't find information much on the business side. And displaying art in galleries and in shows is part of, a, of the business. So we need it to is. take every opportunity we have to learn from experienced artists. Wow. No See? pressure there. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Judy, just for those that don't know you, which is amazing because she's big on social media and everything, tell, tell me a little bit about you. All right, I will. Um, I've been working with Glass for... Gosh, nearly 16 years now, and I work exclusively in recycled, which is window and uh, bottles. I'm moving, right at this point in my career, I'm moving into casting, which is sculpting, um, and particularly in lead crystal. So oh, I'm pretty cool. excited about that. Um, of course, 
I don't get a lot of time to do that because of all these other things I'm doing. <laughs> um, I do teach a lot, which is very exciting. I, I do a lot of tutorials online for other artists. I have met some fantastic glass people from all over the world, which That's is cool. It is really has been fantastic. You just so. returned from a trip where you went to give a class. I did. I just returned well cool. at, from Phoenix, um, and I, I was able to travel and teach and meet some of my um, friends that I knew online in person, which was really exciting and and really fun. So that's cool. And I, you also have about ten courses at Curious Mountain. It's like a university do of have recycled ten, glass I do. art. I, do we have ten or is I don't know nine or ten, ten something a lot. like that so or more. Who I knows? do. So I primarily teach online, um, which I love because I ha can reach so many people, and um, it's exhilarating and terrifying and exciting and fun and there's absolutely nothing like I, it. I also think that it's a kind of crazy. Right? <laughs> think, no, not only because what we do is not something that people would say, oh, let's do the same thing. It's just a lot of work involved into that. It but it's like you're talking and here's somebody from Australia mm -hmm. uh, watching or United Kingdom right. and you say, wow, because this was not possible 10 years ago. Right. Right? Right. And it's it's a, a little bit of an adjustment because um, I think it was the very first class that I taught online. And at the end, um, I heard how many people had watched it. And it was more people than I were, were living in the town in I the grew town up in. Yes. And we was, remember when you said yes, that. Yes. It was, it was uh, mind-boggling. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a whole new world that we live in. It's so amazing. It's it really exciting, and it is really exciting to, to get questions from people in Brazil and, yeah. and Panama. And, and have your groupies too, right? right? I have my groupies in well, Brazil. I, have my group <laughs> I don't know about that, but it is a lot of fun. So um, so we're ta we are talking about displaying art yeah. today. So I, I just want to remind them that you are one of the only people, that, as far as I know, you are the only person that has a monthly surprise box for glass artists, right? Oh, the Fuse Glass VIP yes, Club, which is very that. cool because it's a great way to keep them inspired. It's a, right. Well, making what you don't know is it or is, piling boxes if they don't <laughs> or piling boxes. But what you don't know is um, it is so fun from my side of this for to build these boxes mm -hmm. in and it's super exciting exciting because I'm like oh they're gonna love this one <laughs> yeah and sometimes um it's funny because the things that I'm super excited about are not the things that other people are maybe super <laughs> excited about but so it's fun for me to be able to spread my excitement and say no this is why you should be excited about it because it is it's it's like I get to be Santa you know what's one of my wishes to go I, I think I, now it's becoming my bucket list here going with Jody to a thrift shop. <laughs> because I never met somebody that is not only an expert on that, but she may call you in the middle of the day saying, I found this, whatever. It's laces, shoelaces or stamps. And this would be amazing in a glass project. Right. And well, I go to these places and I don't, where, where, where does she I see this see thing? So today, actually, when I got here today, I gave, uh, Nashla, a little organizer for all of the inserts for the boxes. Oh, look, see? But I got it. I, I, see? I it's knew she needed one. And I went to the thrift store and I do the, I say, you know, I think today my mojo is good. 
I'm going to find and something. And I'm going to find something. That's cool. So we go. And I did also just come home with a gigantic lead crystal vase hmm. that was badly cracked. So I w they sold it to me for like a dollar. It was awesome. Look at that. Several pounds of crystals. So it will be into the kiln with that. Okay. So you don't feel alone. I want to okay. acknowledge some people that are here with us. Can you turn the mic to yes, your mouth? Yes, I can. My Beverly Miller Oliwa, she's here. Hey. I, th I think you know her from yes, Canada. Yes, She's coming back to Curious Mondo <laughs> awesome. soon. Awesome. Uh, guest 310, welcome back, Jody. Always excited to see you teach. Nancy D, happy to see, happy to see and hear you. Actually, Nancy, I missed you. Right. The, welcome back. Gretchen, hey, ladies, happy Tuesday. Margaret Slack, <laughs> hi, Jody and Shahar from Colorado. Hello. Yeah, cool. Hey, really cool to have you here. <laughs> awesome. So, why should we care about this place? Well, so here's what I think displays do in the art world. So we know, and we've been told this since we were, uh, I'm gonna say junior high, right? That people make assumptions about how you are based on what you're wearing and what you look like. And some of those we of course don't agree with and some <laughs> we do. And it's just like if you're going to a job interview, you dress appropriately, right? You dress for a job interview. Well, think of this as sort of displays are the job interview clothes for your artwork, right? I like that analogy. And so you, you're trying to give them the very best presentation for the uh, situation that your artwork is appearing in. And also for the kind of artwork. For example, um, if you are making you know, if you were applying for a job at a fast food place, for mm -hmm. example, you wouldn't wear a three-piece suit. Right, that, that would be a disconnect. disconnect. It would be a disconnect. So you do need to take into account like what kind of artwork you make and what venue you're displaying it in. And I'm not saying that you should um, make your display less nice because you're uh, selling at a less formal Event. event in mm -hmm. a and, and so I think you need to make it the very best that you can, but also have some awareness of um, what works best with your mm -hmm. artwork. And then, of course, there's a lot of different kinds of artwork. Um, we have flat pieces of artwork. We have a lot of panel type things, especially in glass that we make. We have sculptural pieces. We have, but we have. Um, flat sculptural pieces, we have three-dimensional sculptural pieces, but then we also have things like um, maybe a flat piece would go in a stand or a flat piece could go in a frame, but what would work best with each individual piece? Would it be this and what kind of stand? And we're going to switch out a few pieces and look mm -hmm. at them in different types of, of display situations so that you can see. And none of these are the right answer. It's always just... Uh, evaluation and working with what you have. Um, and, but, and be willing to test a little bit. And also, be willing right? to test a little bit. And I, I learned this um, because a very another wise older artist who has lots more experience than me finally said to me one day, she said, um, your work is really quite modern and sleek, even though it's made with recycled materials. And you're putting it, you're displaying it in these old uh, distressed window frames, which I thought was a perfect fit because I was doing recycled work with glass. recycled glass yeah. and then displaying it in recycled, but there was a disconnect with the style. Hmm. And I went back and looked at, at these things and went, oh, 
Um, See, she's absolutely right, and yeah. that was sort of a you know. A, I think a, a qualified opinion. It's invaluable, right? Particularly the right, the right people at that the they right have, time and, and in the right, the right yes. way. It's not that right. like I'm never open to criticism, <laughs> <laughs> but I think well. If it's a qualified opinion, so which I mean is not your husband, your kids, your dog, your parent telling you what or to do. Or just somebody, somebody that has and... been through a process. Right. And say, just... hey, there is this connection here. Right. Um, and I'm always happy to hear people's observations. Right. Too. It doesn't mean you're going to adopt them. Right. <laughs> well, but anyway, I think the topic of, of um, displays is fascinating. First of all, because it enhances a piece. Or it kills it, does. it right? It, well, or it makes it in it, yes. It enhances a piece or it kills it. Um, it can save it and it can also elevate it. Yes. So you, it, you can take it from a small thing to a thing of that is an art piece. Yes. And, and so it increases the perception of value from people looking at it. Dramatically, Not yes. only, oh, is this a piece of art or she makes a craft. Right. Uh, and how much is worth. Right? Yes. Before you go on, let me just acknowledge that uh, Dalili saying, hi, Jody and Shahar, joining you from Texas. Sherry Berry saying, Jody, Jody, because of you, I drive down the street and now check out what people are throwing away. And if I see glass on, comes the brakes. I saw uh -huh. some glass. Uh -huh. I do that when there is a new Pokemon. There's a new Pokemon. Uh, I also have purchased your new display class, and I am oh, very excited for it. It's going to be super fun. I'm pretty excited for it, too. For yes. This is one that I really we talked about it for a long time yeah, right and it really has made whatever for whatever reason putting this class together has made me very happy that's it good it was like very we like to be happy you don't right? want to see Jody sad oh, no, like, no 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 like she would know <laughs> guess 917 I've been to a thrift shop with Jody is a party <laughs> it, it, it is certainly something <laughs> I bet. I want to go. Donna, hi from Tampa Bay, guest 149. Fun that I can live in Sweden and you teach me across the Atlantic. Is Thank you for awesome? all the demos. Hugs, Magdalene's in Sweden. Thank you Thank for supporting you. us. It's fantastic. So, Jody. Okay. I'm a terrible at this because I do participate in shows, uh, sometimes in bazaars. I, I even have some pieces in gallery, but I never have to, to deal with how they are displayed in mm -hmm. the gallery. But in shows, I do. And you know, my, my lifestyle is kind of similar to yours. We wake up in the morning, we start running, and maybe we stop running when we go to bed, right? I have to do this tomorrow and this right. tomorrow. So usually what happens is a day or two before the show, I grab everything, and I, if I have to take tables, I take tables. Really, I never stop to think about the display. And when I get there, I get mad at myself because I know I'm undervaluing my pieces mm -hmm. just because of that. Well, and so what we're talking about is there, when I use the word display, we talk about a couple of different things. We, I'm talking about, um, and we're covering a couple of things in that display class too. So we're going to talk about um, finishing each individual piece of artwork with a display, like an easel or something like that. And then we will also spend some time talking about how to display the individual, the individual piece. artwork. Yes. Right, like mm -hmm. that type of a thing. Um, so. That particular part, um, the displaying things, 
I did not bring a lot of examples mm -hmm. about that, but we will go into that. Yeah, during the class. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I brought mostly today were displays um, that would finish off an individual piece of artwork so that you can see. And I brought some, I'd like to, may I show you some? Yeah. Okay, let's look at some. Um, so this is an example. I brought a few uh, examples of just some different, different things I've tried and some different ideas. So this is a little uh, Pat Devere panel, and this has some standoffs on it, on the back. Now standoffs are, um, it's a blanket word that pretty much means anything that's used to keep uh, the artwork away from the wall, so that this gives it a little bit of room away from the wall. And these are very, very basic standoffs. These are just plexiglass. Um, they're glued onto the back of the panel with adhesive, and they have a stainless steel picture wire. This is, you can see, it's, this is an early version. It's not very nice looking. It gets the job done, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's all right. It gets the job done. And it keeps the piece again from, you know. Touching the wall well, and gives some the dimension. Touching the gives it some dimension. Yeah. Now this is another panel piece from the same series. And what I've done here is I've mounted it on an MDF. So it's, it's mounted on a wood panel that's been prepared and painted. And it's got the same plexiglass standoffs, but now you can see it actually is standing off from the panel. And I want to show you the back of this. So this panel now also has standoffs. And it's been painted. It's been finished. We'll put D-rings on here and, so, and, again, a stainless steel wire. But look at the difference between these two things, right? Mm -hmm. So you see that just by upgrading my finish and my, the back of the piece, because your buyers are going to see the back of the piece. Everyone's going to see the back of the piece eventually, unless it's your own personal piece. But I think even this piece is my own, and even just having it hang in my house, knowing that the back of it looks like this has given me immense personal satisfaction yes. because I feel like it is a much more finished even if artwork. it increases the perceptional value for you, that's oh, it still has. matters, It's absolutely right? increased the perception of value for me. So it, it has made me more proud of my own yes. artwork, which yes. is an, unlo an unlooked-for benefit. Mm -hmm. But um, we, and I will be showing people how to make these panels um, and all the different finishing options for those in mm -hmm. the class. Uh, these are terrific. Here's some, some other options. This is... Um, one that has a hammered aluminum, it's a faux hammered aluminum finish and it's surprisingly easy to make. And again, I finished the back so that it has a very clean, tidy look. And I, I'm eventually, I'll have to make a different size one, but I'm eventually going to actually mount this piece this, oh. on there. And you can see even from, and actually, Hmm. Anyway. What, what, what? Well, I'm, now that I'm doing this, I'm thinking, I wonder if Ooh, I could I like mount that. it offset like yes. that, right? I yes, do yes, like that. Yes. But you can see that it, it immediately elevates yes. the quality of the artwork there, I think. Just, and so what I like is to do with these is have a swatch of all of the different finishes, and then you can pop it behind your piece like this mm. and go, oh. Mm. And if you make, um, if you make, sort of standard size pieces, like if you are very particularly fond of a six by 12 piece, 
size or some like this could be where it works best for you. Mm -hmm. You can make a whole bunch of these displays at once and then just do the final coat when your, your piece is finished. Okay. So, and one of the things that we'll go through is all the different stages of um, what we have to do to each panel to make it look the very best that it can look. And I also have examples of what happens if you don't go through all of the stages so that you can choose. Um, I'm a big believer in choosing and options. So you can look at it and go, you know, for this particular piece, 90% is good enough. Okay. And, and so that, that is for you like a swatch of possibilities? Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that is all the different steps. In fact, we can, do you want to look at this? steps we, I don't know if we can see so this is we start with the panel which is plain wood okay and then we add a patching fillings uh, what is that putty I guess okay. oh um, yes just to make it smooth. yeah to make it smooth and to seal it so that the the wood doesn't swell if it gets damp then we sand it then we prime it and then we paint it and we get this beautiful um, slightly rounded, very smooth edge finish. Mm. Now over here, we just went straight for the paint. So it's you got- You can see the imperfections You there. can see the imperfections in it. And for some pieces that may work okay for you. Um, but I like the idea that you can actually um, see what you're looking, what you're working What's with. What's going to be. Well, I, I like that because yeah. I believe, you know, when we create art, we are telling a story. And sometimes mm. a rougher ending it's preferred then to a very smooth and very classic one. Right. So, like right. any story, it depends. Exactly. And sometimes you want uh, a plain, uh, like a natural wood, and sometimes you don't. And so this is an example I would like to show right now. I borrowed one of Shahar's sculptural pieces. Of, <laughs> I have this sparkly spider here, um, and we've just put a little, a little wire on it to hold it up a little bit. And so I have a few different types of stands here. So I have this one that's uh, square and black and sort of a very classic mm -hmm. um, classic look of a pedestal. I like it. So in, you can see now we've gone from something that's a little funky mm -hmm. and now we've, we're presenting it as a sculpture. So, so, so think about this. If I think uh, selling, Mm -hmm. I think, okay, I have the spider, maybe it will sell for 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. I put in a pedestal, and then? 35, 38 to 45 would be what I, I would I like to go it. higher with my stuff, 100, right? right? Well, the moment, sure. the moment you say, okay, this is right. unique, right? right? Of course, not the case of a crystal spider, but, but yeah. But the point is the same. I wanted to use the same piece of art and show it across a lot of different styles. Now, this is a piece of distressed barnwood, but look at what a different idea mm -hmm. now. This is a completely different story that we're telling exactly. with the same piece of artwork, right? And, and depending on the material that you're building your pieces, right? Right. Same artwork. Now this is a frosted resin piece, mm -hmm. a, a frosted resin base. Let, let, let us give a close-up because sure. it got and smaller. I'm not sure where the... Is that a good place? Fantastic. That's a great place. We're going to show that in a second. Just wait there. While, okay. while we get that ready, uh, usually you, your pieces, do you make one type of stand for that or do you like to vary? I have a pretty short attention span. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one of each because I'm always making another one, right? Right. <laughs> look at this. So, okay. Do we want to look at the, the distressed piece of wood yes, again? Yes, yes. Okay. There. Let's do that. 
I, I can see, for example, if it was a fish, if it was something mm -hmm. made out of wood as well, they would all go really well. This is my favorite so far. Let's yeah, see. That's a little. It's a little well, tall. But you can get the idea. Right, but we showed that one before. And then the last one I wanted to show you is actually this piece of lava rock that I have lava drilled rock. a hole in, right? Okay. Um, Look at that. And the Ooh. idea here was, oh, let me see my, uh, um, that I wanted, that you can use found objects as, as mm -hmm. um, display bases too. There we go. I love that. So it's just one more um, version or idea way that you can think about all of the different ways that you, what, different stories that you're telling, yes, right? Yes. So different different ideas for this kind of thing. Um, again, I'm going to to stress the fact that it, it, it tells a story. So the thinking part here is should go on a lava rock and an obsidian rock or on the distress wood. You have to be thinking, what's the, the end story I want my piece to be telling, right? Right. Are you, tell, are you is this piece applying for a job in a bank or is it applying for a job at a the candle job. store, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or is it applying for a job at someone's house or, mm -hmm. you know, so think about it, kind of think about it like that. Um, and I thought this was particularly interesting to just to, very to look at all the different Because you're materials. seeing exactly the same piece and how it, it tells a different story mm -hmm. with each right. stand that you and find. And this is the, the lesson that my artist friend was trying to get me to understand with the whole distressed frames versus modern artwork. She's, she's going, you need to try some other materials. <laughs> so what was the main connection there? I mean, you said it was telling two different stories. Mm -hmm. Was cheapening the look of your final piece? Um, I think it was a little bit distracting because mm. it would be like taking um, like the, the, the wall panel, like this Pat Devere panel, and instead of mounting it against a, yeah, see, a sleek... Yeah, it loses a lot. Right. That's a good example. So if you, then if you look at this behind it as well, yeah. you can see that it's... Yes, it's totally a different, different mm -hmm. right? It's Not like, totally different, really. The, it's a different feel, but yeah, it's like different. someone in a three-piece suit wearing ripped-up tennis shoes or something, <laughs> right? It's that just a me. little... Yeah, hmm, it doesn't go. Right. Sherry Berry is saying that she loves the off-side view, so the off-center that you showed. I, with, I yeah. hadn't even thought about that, but me too. I really like it too, so I, I think like, I'm going to explore Guess 917, will you be discussing different types of adhesive? Uh, ad yes. Say that right. Adhesives. Adhesive. Yes, we and will. And which you prefer to work with. Yes. yes, and we will be looking at um, different ways to put glass onto it. flat panels. We'll be looking at adhesives. We'll be looking at different kinds of standoffs and different um, kinds of clips that you can use mm. to mount those those pieces and all the different and things like the clips there are kinds you can buy and there are also some ideas that you that can you make can yourself yeah. Nancy D is asking yeah. I love the variations I've been making bees lately perfect for the time awesome. of the year and felt they needed something so that people would not be inclined to pick up and play with which is a common problem right yes looking forward to the class as always yes yeah this picking I, I know because I make felt sculptures mm -hmm. so it's very easy for people to think they're toys it's and then they go with their greasy kids. hands <laughs> my face. and inside nobody sees I make my 46 uh, number 46 <laughs> face <laughs> But inside, <laughs> their thunder's going out, and I'm screaming, ah! Your number 46 face. My number 46. <laughs> if I put the 46 X Nashville, the world is about to end. But, oh, right? 
No, that's true. And um, when I used to do shows, kids love glass because it's shiny, it's colorful, mm. it's awesome. And I... And it breaks. And it breaks. <laughs> so I would keep a bowl of those little glass donuts uh -huh. for the kids to, to paw through because those are pretty... And put the attention pretty, someplace else. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it gave their parents a chance to shop too, which is awesome. So, so let's look at some stands. Okay. Um, so back here on the on he, this pedestal, here, yeah, we have I I don't know what the real official name for this is called, but I call this a floating stand. And this is actually a wood base. And what I've done is drilled holes right in the artwork itself, and then. Uh, used it as a spacer between the artwork and the base so that it floats mm -hmm. um, and it is permanently attached so that it does not come apart and that's the adhesive question again so you can see that um, and we'll this is we'll do this too in the class but the advantage to this is you don't have this this uh, side panel that can be distracting and you don't have these bars that um, can go in front of your work so it's a clean, modern, modern. look, mm -hmm. right? And so, let's just for a second. I'm going to steal your um, your sculpture screen here. So, oh, now my tummy no. is going to show. No. Ah. Let's see. We'll put we'll put something else there. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll put the spider here. <laughs> nice spider. Nice, nice spider. So this is a, a thick slab piece of glass. It's um, you can see. It's about, it's quite thick. yeah, it is quite thick. Super heavy? It's, yeah, it yeah. is super heavy. And the base is quite heavy too. So this is a aluminum, it's a custom made aluminum um, frame mm -hmm. that is fabricated and we'll be doing some, we'll be doing this fabrication in the class, of course. And aluminum is quite in for glass pieces, It right? is right in, it is. And it's got a brushed finish, so it is a very clean, industrial look. You can see it's got bolts and rivets and all sorts of things going on. Um, and of course, it comes out. And then this is so that we have the glass piece itself, which- Glass makes my heart beat fast. Mine too, but probably for a different reason. <laughs> But so if we put it in this frame, now it, it's telling a completely different story, right? And it looks great. I love it on this base, but mm -hmm. to me, it is now a different piece of artwork. Exactly. So it just is one of those things. Um, and the cool thing about this is, because it's your artwork, you get to make this call, mm -hmm. right? Like I get to decide that this frame really speaks to this piece more than this style of frame. But it is a legitimate style of frame that you can look at. Um, and another option that is, this particular one is too small for this piece, so I'm not gonna put it in there, but is this very minimalist sort of frame, or a stand, um, that just, it's a groove in a thick piece of wood with some things in there. So, mm -hmm. but I also could put this giant piece in a frame if it were, if the frame were really, really sturdy, and then it becomes an even different piece of artwork. Um, I personally prefer it in the aluminum frame, so I'm gonna return it to its home. I think the, the aluminum is very uh, unique when you think about. Well, and this frame was built for this, Piece of art, yeah. This it goes with this piece, and this particular piece is my own. It's the very first sculpture I ever made. Are you kidding? Mm -mm. Ah. This is the very first one, right? And this was when I opened the kiln and I saw this, and I, I, 
said to myself, this was the piece that made me an artist. Really? We've all, we all have that piece, right? Uh -huh. Where we open the kiln and we go, that's art. I made that and it is actually art. And, <laughs> and it's, it, it changes you. It changes the way that you think of yourself. And it also changes the way you talk about your work. Mm -hmm. um, because until I made, until that change happened, I had a hard time saying my work, right? It was, or my it art. was this stuff I made, it, yeah, right? It yeah. wasn't my art, but that was the piece that really. I think um, there are some people that they think, okay, if I don't participate in bazaars or whatever, just in galleries, I'm an artist. I don't think so. Yeah, why, why don't you, I, me neither, well, but tell me. I don't, I don't think that being an artist is less about where you show your work and more about what what how you are you when you make it your yes. work. And it's not even about how you position it. You could be an artist and never sell a piece ever or even ever display a piece ever. It has to do with the work that you put into it and the level of care that you put into it and the level of you that you put into it, which is not something you can really even quantify, mm -hmm. I don't think. Mm -hmm. but. But you'll know it. It's, it's like that famous thing in Utah. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, but it comes. It comes to a point that... Yeah, and I think when you took this out of the, the kiln, it, it, it was almost like you're being ordained. Now I am an artist. A little bit. I can bit. see I am. It's, it's a yes. validation. And which is funny because, of course, it's only you that's doing it. But you've given yourself that. It's... Mm -hmm. so, Almost permission. Yes. But, right? Yes. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting change of opinion of yourself. I'm waiting for my glue to set up. While you do that, Nancy's saying impactful difference when you show that. And mm -hmm. Shahar, I love the number 46 face. It's famous. <laughs> I'm a little worried about how many faces she has, honestly. <laughs> if she can keep track of 46, that's like See? a lot. A face for every situation. <laughs> Seriously. So I'm just going to keep talking unless you have yeah, something. That's what you we're here for. <laughs> OK. Yeah. And if you guys have questions, please. Uh, ask she she loves questions you do I do you do some I people, do love questions they have to work the process but oh. she loves yeah there there some people that don't like questions she does she loves the love participation questions. and don't forget that if you think this could help somebody share share this video right. with people so this uh, we'll talk about frames now that we've talked about stands um, this is um, a two-sided frame I guess. Because, you, oh. because it's finished on the back and the front. Um, and so this would be particularly nice for um, stained glass. And of course, none of these displays that we'll be making are limited just to glass. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to try and get some other examples uh, to include. But this is a two-sided frame, which is probably not the official word for it, but that's what I call it. So that you can, it's finished on both sides, and you can display your artwork from like typically hanging from the top um, in a window or a light source uh, so that you can, people can see both sides of it. That's cool. Um, and we're going to make frames. But that sounds complicated to make, is it? Um, the one we're making is a slightly different style. This one has a, a hole in the top uh -huh. to slide your artwork in. And it is a little difficult to make and difficult to use because if your artwork isn't perfectly flat, it doesn't want to go. So the one oh. we're making is a, more forgiving. Forgiving than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's more forgiving than this. But um, it's the same basic shape and same, you know, 
idea. So one of the other kinds of frames that you can make, though, and you should, could consider, because again, like this sculptural piece could go in any of these kinds of frames. So you also have a one-sided frame or a wall frame, right? And that one is usually something that is very decorative on the front and utilitarian on the back. So frames are something to keep in mind. This time, I actually like the stand that you put this on, uh, the round oh, one. Oh, the round one. And that's funny, because that's just a thrift store thing I picked up. So that that of, I course, would... of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> so I'd have something to hang, to, to prop uh -huh. frames on, because it's hard to display. But see, now I can display this right on my table, and I don't have to have a wall. No, yeah, true, true. Right. And that's another reason you should be with your eyes open to what you see, because the most unusual things can help you display them better. Mm -hmm. The steel wire that you use, uh -huh. because it looks to me that glass is always heavy, uh, it is. it's good enough? Well, it is actually stainless steel picture frame wire that's rated for like 50 pounds, and okay. it's specifically made for that purpose. And it does not look fantastic from the back, but what you do is you go through the rings, um, and then it, it works on the same principle as silicone on standoffs. It works on sheer strength. So you wrap it around itself, and it creates this twisted bond that is very, very difficult to pull back apart. Oh, really? cool. Yeah, so you can um, use crimps also if you prefer that. But I, if I'm using crimps, I do two or three just to make sure. I do tend to be a little paranoid about that kind of thing, yeah, <laughs> right? Because the last thing you want is your expensive glass falling off the to wall. Falling, yes, exactly. It's embarrassing uh, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sherry Berry is saying, saying I'm an artist is the hardest thing to admit to yourself and say to others. Yeah. Thanks for the encouragement. Yeah. Sherry, you, you have no clue how many, <laughs> how many times we, we hear something similar that I don't right. have the courage to call myself an artist. Well, sometimes it's not even, um, I'm not even sure I could have articulated it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure I could have said I don't have the courage. I just was so uncomfortable Same. with it that I just didn't. And people would say, are you an artist? And I'd say, well, I'm really more of an engineering type, or, <laughs> which is true. I'm also a very engineering type, but it's not, it doesn't have to be exclusive. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It could be both. So it did, it did take a long time. And there is, I think, some ingrained judgment of artists that we're all flaky and we're mm -hmm. all floaty and yes. impractical and there's that a little... we are singing the age of Aquarius all day long right and so there's a little bit of reluctance sometimes yeah, to join I agree that. with you that was also right. something that kept me from saying that it was not well first of all I always understood I could create right it's right. something so natural to me but I didn't have a distinction between arts and crafts for a very long time. I thought I'm creating stuff. That's all that matters. Well, that was all that matters. Well, it is. It really creating. is. It really is. I kept creating, but I right. didn't have that, you know, borderline. I'm not very fond of borders, right? Right. So that kept me for a while, uh, and then the fact that also I I, I see oh flaky people, or, or right. people that 
don't have a business mindset. I, I have a business mindset. I think, I think, I don't know, I don't remember, but I bet at three years old I was selling something to somebody because I enjoy the process. <laughs> or I go to a place and I have to find all the mistakes in the process. I'm a problem solver like you are. So I am looking for mistakes. And I thought, okay, there is a disconnection. I cannot be an artist by being a business mind. And I know you, you have, have a math mind, right? That I you say, okay, no, not an artist. Person. Right. Uh, so it took me a while to say, no, 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 wait a minute. What I create is unique. Right. And really, that's, that's the border. I can create something unique, not easily duplicatable, that has a, a story around it. For me, the story is very important. Right. So it has a story around it. And then I finally said, yeah, I am an artist. Nobody told me. <laughs> no, you people usually do. tell me I'm crazy, I'm doing something wrong, and it's not going to work. That's, those are the three things I hear all day yeah. long. But, <laughs> me too. So I didn't have somebody to say. And, uh, but then one day I said, no, I am. I am. Because what I create is, it comes from the deep ends of my soul. And I think there's also some commitment to doing the tedious but necessary steps for quality yes. that you commit to, right? There's, there's one thing between, um, you know, crocheting at, uh, washcloths, which is awesome. Right. I still can't crochet, but there's something different in creating and crocheting a heirloom quality alpaca mm -hmm. afghan, right? Mm -hmm. It's that additional willingness to put in the tedious bits of time mm -hmm. to, to really mm -hmm. elevate the results. So I have a funny story to tell you about the three-year-old selling things. My daughter, when she was um, four, before school, so four, four and a half, she loved bugs. So she collected- I love a, bugs too. Not ton, on my hair. Not on your hair, right. <laughs> she collected a ton of box elder bugs, one per bottle for oh. baby food jars. And she built a booth out of a cardboard box and she sat out by the sidewalk in front of my house. Really? Of course, I had to sit out there too because, <laughs> um, and she tried to sell people these bugs as pets, right? Oh my gosh. Well, we have no foot traffic in front of our house. So she didn't sell a <laughs> single bug. And then the next day she wanted to do it again, but the bugs were all dead. Oh, that so, impacts the business a lot. So she changed her sign to call them art. <laughs> she, she That's my girl. Good. Mine too. <laughs> and she tried to sell these dead bugs uh, in little jars as as art. So I just that and she had she had a receipt book with fake oh words gosh. on the top, and she had her change box, and it was. So she didn't sell. She did sell one dead bug to one wonderfully kind person Ooh, really? that was an absolute angel. So. Oh, good, good. But yes, it was, it was hysterically funny. It is so funny, but at the same time, so telling because how many times you participate on a show and you don't sell anything and you hear because you know in social media you you're paying attention to right. everything I'm, I'm i'm not good at this i'm not going to make it anymore and i go inside and i'm thinking no there's so many reasons why if nobody crosses your road you're not going to sell it's not you it's not about your talent right. sometimes it's about the dead bugs but right. <laughs> what if you what put I... a nice pin it Call it a collection of bugs. Little resin. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but right. just all the process that she went through. How old was she? Oh, about four and a half. And it, what it was interesting to me is I had not made no effort whatsoever to teach mm -hmm. any of this, right? But apparently it is 
so much a part of what I do that it's that environment was just there. Exactly that. Yeah. 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 So it's it's an amusing thing. And now she's into fiber, which uh, nice. She's a fantastic kid, by the way. Fiber. What? <laughs> fiber. We like glass. We like messy. Right. No, Mama. Fiber. No, fiber. <laughs> of course, it has to be the total right. opposite. I know. Fiber oh. is like incomprehensible to me. I'm just like, it's so squishy. <laughs> it doesn't do what you tell it to do. <laughs> oh, so. my God. Beverly is saying, such a subtle difference, but so right. important to say, I am. Yes, it is. And it's. It's hard. It is really hard. I For remember everybody. just being really choked up about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is really hard. Yeah. So good well, you for have you. To go through. I think the, the foolishness is to keep thinking somebody will come and validate for you. Yeah, Anything no. in life, be an artist, be a business right. owner. Uh, you have to. And I you know, think. I know. I know. How right. do you say? Endow you? Right. As an artist. As an artist. And right? I think there's this idea. For a lot of people, I know there was for me that I had to be in a gallery. Yes. And so, with very high heel shoes. What was interesting about that is it really didn't <laughs> change my life a whole yeah, lot. No, no. Yeah. So it seemed like, it seems to me, and you can tell me if it's your experience, but the more galleries I had and the more shows I did, the less I got to do what I actually wanted mm -hmm. to do. Well, and, and that, that's where I think we all have to find the, the Bal middle ground, yeah, right? This because balanced life thing. We, mm. Of course, we talk in private, too. It's not just on camera. And that's always a complaint we both have. Yes. That life gets in such a, uh, a busy mode. And it's a good mode because if it you is. have a business, you want it to grow and succeed. But then where's the time to create anything? Right. Right. And even when we are creating, we are creating because there is a product we need to launch. There is a class we need to give. So you're doing that not because it's coming from the inside. I need to create this. Right. And it causes some frustration. It does, actually. It causes a... And what, it's interesting to me what happens for me in particular is that thing that I need to create. And it can be whatever mm -hmm. the thing is, right? It's not always a, a sculpture. It's, yeah. But whatever that thing is that's living right back here and it needs to come out, it, um, it starts with a little, oh, that'd be cool. And then it goes, oh, I should really do that. And oh, then I mean, here's a, a sketch of how... Oh, here's exactly how I would do it. But it gets to the point where it becomes almost physically painful to not do it. Do it, yes. Where it becomes more stressful to not make this thing. And so by the time I make this thing, I'm a little angry, right? Like, <laughs> because I didn't have the time before. Because I can't sleep I anymore because I have to Middle make this Middle of the night, thing. oh, if I put this screw here and I fuse for this long, right? I yes. know. <laughs> and, and so it's... You know, you have this like mildly yeah. angry reaction, but at the same time, it's very cathartic. And mm -hmm. I, I would like to personally get to the creating part before the angry part. Yeah, right. But it's not always, <laughs> most of the time, it's not always possible. It's but not the fact is, that it's the, it's the you, the real you, that needs to come out and say, hey, I'm here. Because right. as anybody, uh, we leave and we adapt to whatever is happening. Well, we put out the fire that's And in we front put of us. all the mess that we need to right. do, right? That we need to face put. Face number 13. Well, yes. <laughs> boring, boring meeting, uh, face number 12. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, fascinating, right? <laughs> so, so you do that all day, and we all do that, right? You can study that in psychology. It's really true. So that voice keeps inside, and I say, I want to express myself. I, I want to be the real me. And when you create, that's when it right. happens. But then you keep putting it down to a point. Well, because we're not giving it priority. Yeah. And which is silly, right? Because really, is it more important to scrub the toilet or to make this thing that will allow you to sleep? <laughs> well, depend how many people you have living with you. you <laughs> the toilet <well>, can go. <laughs> You can take turns scrubbing the toilet, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, but it's that. Is it less work to just do it myself, or mm -hmm. and so? And I think, particularly as women, we think it's less work to just do it myself yeah. than yeah. to to delegate, which is not true. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, particularly, we underestimate the supportiveness of our partners. I know I do. So I think, oh, it's just easier for me to do it. When, in reality. My well, in reality, they should know better that letting you create will avoid a lot of fights because they're angry, right? Or just uh, a lot of, like, you know, I'm easier to live with when I'm mm -hmm. happy. Yeah. Just like everyone is. Everyone so. else, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peggy, so you're saying traditional look like a bronze tree form. Have you got another alternative? So she has a, a tree form in bronze that is very traditional. Okay, and I'm sorry, the question is? That is the question. The traditional, the, tree form. the traditional look like a bronze tree form. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, have you got another alternative? Maybe because she's dealing is with it a, a metal piece. Is it? Um, can you give us more detail? Yeah, I'm that, not, yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure. Because if it's the glass stand, if it's a glass stand that I'm thinking of, that's a a, tree, a bronze tree form. Um, we may have some alternatives. Okay, um, but let us. Yeah, expand put, put on that a chat. little bit because I I would love I will have nine ideas for you by next second or so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> by, she's by also tomorrow. Saying, um, same person. That, uh, then call oneself a craftsman, for example. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe maybe there was another sentence. Oh, okay. let's try again. Okay. Traditional look like a bronze tree form. Have you got another alternative? No. It's different. Okay. Then call oneself a, craft, a craftsman. It is a craft and can become an art form. And that's actually a very good point. And yes. I think, um, so my father is a woodworker and he calls himself, he just says he like makes stuff with sticks, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, he does not call himself an artist, but he is a fantastic craftsman mm -hmm. and I think that we undervalue that because he builds pieces of furniture they're not what you would consider art furniture you know the funky mm -hmm. amazing but he builds pieces of furniture that will last for hundreds and hundreds of years that are that are hand dovetailed and they're and that level of work is I think nearly an art in and of itself. Mm -hmm. I mean that that attention to finishing and that's a hard thing for me to do I don't like to I'd rather move on to the next piece than spend all my time finishing the previous One, piece. Yeah. But it does make a difference, and I think we should honor that mm -hmm. level of commitment. And I think Peggy's right. Craftsmen should, in my opinion, be equal to artists. Well, I, I think we always fall into the same trap, be, trying to define which box we fit. Right. right? Well, that's true. I, I heard uh, when I was really young, uh, I think Joan Baez saying that she didn't like to wear tags, name tags. Right, because you're constraining yourself 
and saying, that's how you have to perceive me, mm -hmm. right? Perceive me as an artist or perceive me like this or, or political or whatever. And why do we have to do this? Can't you just be happy <laughs> creating? I mean, you know, you could be like harming that. people. You could be doing 10 other thousand things that wouldn't matter. Right. Uh, you're creating things that people look and I say, wow. I think it's a human thing. We want to understand. Yeah. And, Humans and can change. That, that's, well, that's one of true. the things we can do. That's true. But no, let's not get into it. It's, uh, <laughs> that's off topic, saying, yes, That's super. off topic. Oh, and that never <laughs> happens here. Hmm. Gretchen is saying, yes, that artist's stereotype, a stereotype makes me nuts. Me too. True. True. And Nancy said, great bug story. That was <laughs> a fantastic awesome? story. Oh, she spent one whole summer with her very best friend um, training grasshoppers to do circus tricks. <laughs> Unsuccessfully. <laughs> but by gosh, they worked at it really hard. <laughs> Here's my collection of grasshoppers. <laughs> That's fantastic. It, it, we yeah. had a very unstructured childhood. <laughs> okay, did you talk about this one? It's the same as that, it's right? It's the same as that one. It's just two pieces on the same stand instead of one. Um, let's see, I was hoping, so I, I found this little piece of discarded um, sculpture, and I was hoping on that I sidewalk could. On the sidewalk? No, it was in my... Thrift shop? Frustration bin. Does anybody else have a frustration bin? Do you? I have a whole room. Of yes, that. where you mess with it as long as you can possibly put up with it. And I was hoping I could use this as an example, but my still not glue My there. glue is not working out, but we'll we'll pretend. So this is a cast piece of tempered glass that I sawed up on my tile saw and then started to polish and hated. So then I tried to drill a hole in it and it didn't. It's it has graduated from the frustration bin to the garbage bin as soon as we're done <laughs> It's here. going to be thrown into the wall soon. <laughs> no, it would probably break the wall. So, um, but I do, we can still sort of look at it on the different bases, mm -hmm. um, just as an idea. That well, first cool. of all, by itself, it, it looks like a paperweight mm -hmm. or a shoe last. Yeah. Like the inside of a shoe, it does look right? Like. So this piece, before anybody sends in a comment that says, don't give up on it. This piece has a much more successful, larger, older sister that will be <laughs> sticking around. <laughs> so, this one was just the practice one um, that we're tired of messing with. But again, you can get the idea of the differences in mm -hmm. stands for this. So for this particular piece, I would go with the towel um, this two, they don't talk together. I These think. two do not talk together. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's, this one's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not born for this see space. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you can see. Yeah, this, the, mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Cool. Mm-mm. Okay. Do you ever buy uh, pre-made um, occasionally I do buy pre-made stands and we can look at a couple of those. I find them frustrating though because I have to make my artwork to fit into the stand instead of making the artwork and, and then mm -hmm. finding the stand that fits it the best. Um, they do have their place uh, and I have used a lot of them. They, I don't know. I mean, it's a different story. We're not going to spend a lot of time on the pre-made stuff mm -hmm. in the class because I, I really want to focus more on helping you guys Decide. make your own custom options. Um, and 
This will be beginner level. So we'll. we'll oh, this is beginner? <laughs> beginner at Curious Mond, which is a whole different ball game than other beginners. Come on. So we're going to talk about, it's not that hard really. We're going to talk about tools, and I'll show you how to, the different kinds of tools you can use, and how to glue things together, and how to fabricate. The, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. <laughs> Nice. I, I know they're going to it. have a lot of fun. <laughs> and as yeah, usual, we are going to have tons of options. We are. Which so, I think is important, right? Because right. like you, you showed, it's, it tells a different story in each one. So you need to be able to say, okay, this piece, this right. way, that piece, that other way. Right. So do you want me to tell you more about what's happening with the class? Yeah, sure. Okay. Just to have a comment here from okay. Sherry Berry, your daughter must be lots of fun. She well, she, she, she is for me. I don't, I don't, I'm not the mother she there. She is right? lots of fun, actually. She yes. is. She's lots and of fun. super smart. Yeah, yeah. But she's a teenager. Yeah. I I wish we didn't have to be teenagers. It's did it's did, did you know fun. that we actually don't have the teenager problem in in. Uh, Indian cultures, Native American cultures. Did you know oh, that? Oh, that's because, yeah, the culture is much different. Right, but there, there is a key point there. I actually, when I was studying psychology, we had a sociology, right? And I was reading some amazing stuff about this. And the, the thing is, they don't go through, and it's not only uh, Indians that, that uh, by Indians I mean Native American, mm -hmm. whatever they're born. Uh, it's, uh, you do have some cultures that also don't have that issue. It's a very Western thing, uh, the teenage problems that we have. But it's like this. When they think a kid is ready for something, like you go and close that door, the door of the tent or the door of whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, the kid goes, and it doesn't matter if it's heavy, if it's difficult, he will have to figure out how to solve that problem and get, get it done. Say, it's your responsibility, get it done. Well, that, create, that makes them you know, deal with their emotions in a different way mm -hmm. than we do when we are growing up. And once they are trusted with something, they know they are trusted, but they also know they have to accomplish. Mm -hmm. That takes that problem away. I don't know how to translate that into our culture, but it's right. quite interesting because we go through all those teenage years. There, I mean, I was so stressful when Ashra was going through her teenage years. Oh my gosh, she was a good kid. She, she was always. She didn't give me uh, terrible problems, but it was difficult, you know, to talk to her, to well, the mood swing and everything. Yeah, and I think the transition, like every, it's it's complicated. Like we've just talked about how complicated calling yourself an artist is, right? Mm -hmm. Just moving from a mindset and then to move from the mindset of being a kid to an adult is, I think also very mm -hmm. difficult. Yes, yes, it yeah. is tough. So. We live in a complicated world. We do so. live in a complicated world, but, oh, all right. Okay, so. one more before you tell about okay. the class. I know they want to know about the class. I will let her talk, but Peggy Sue actually okay. has a very cool idea here. May we send, send in images of glass? Oh, sure. I think that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh-huh, and we'll gladly show. We actually, you know, we have, uh, a compromise here to not to highlight the art of other people, right? We do. It's, well, it's and, not and just the business; it's uh, a lot more than that. That's true. And so, Peggy, if you're sending in photos, do you, let us know if you want um, like display ideas about it, or if we can just show it off for you. Yeah, that, either one is cool. We yeah. just want to know. But it would be awesome yeah. to see. Oh, this piece, I think it would go well this way. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. cool. Now you can talk. 
Now I can tell. Okay, are you sure? Uh, unless sure? somebody pops okay. up here. A last chance, by the way. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start the class looking at um, a couple of very simple hanging things. We're going to look at uh, an aluminum hanging frame, um, and then we'll look at mounting hardware on an aluminum panel. Then we're going to move into MDF panels, which are these here and all the different options that you can make with those. We're going to look at, we're going to spend a whole hour on adding glass to panels, which will be adhesives and standoffs. Mm -hmm. So all your questions, send in your, if you send in your questions before the class, um, I can make sure I have the answer. Um, otherwise, you'll get everything I think that you're going to want to know. Um, and then day two, we'll be looking at stands. So we're going to look, we'll make this stand in class, we'll make this stand in class, we'll make that stand, um, we'll make these stands, and then we'll look at these little guys, like these little kinds of stands also. Um, and I'll, uh, we could even drill a lava rock, which is surprisingly mm. easy to drill. Really? It is. Huh. I was surprised. Uh, then day three, we're going to look at frames. So we'll, we'll make, we're just going to make wood frames. We're not going to make aluminum frames this time, but we'll make uh, frames. And then we're going to talk about um, the choosing the, the design, the style that best fits your artwork in a little more depth than we did today. And we'll talk about making display items like to put your artwork on, okay. which would be more like sculptures. Well, more like uh, fibers, hanging your jewelry on things or oh, yes, your booth display. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that kind of thing. That's awesome. Right. And we'll sort of finish out with that. Hmm. Like a grand finale. Right. And here's why Curious Mondo is a piece of art in itself. <laughs> Because you're, you're hearing her talk about the class, upcoming class, and, and well, if you know us, you can, we broadcast live. We do. You can watch everything for free, interact mm -hmm. all the time, even have your pieces highlighted, right? And you can see me drop things Is it stress-free? Oh yeah, I'm born here. She cut herself <laughs> like we have boxes of Band-Aid already here. Right. So of course, if you want to participate, go to CuriousMondo.com. Her class actually starts this Monday. Mm -hmm. So make sure you sign up for that. Just name an email so we can send you a reminder. If you want to send pieces for her to, to just show or to say, to talk about where it would be nice, which kind of display, send to hello at CuriousMondo.com. Uh, send it ahead of time so we have time to set up. You know, there's a lot to show a picture. It's not right. show a picture, right? Well, <laughs> so, we can just put it on the tablet. And yeah, we that, can. That's the, a little so we, We've done tech. that, but it's better when people can see your art big right. and bold. Particularly on if you've made a stand that you're proud of. Oh. We'd love to and see ideas, that. And ideas, right? We, we mm -hmm. always get inspired by what we they do. create as well. Yes, we do. So, guys, if you have any final questions or comments, send it to us. Anything else that you want to cover when it comes about displaying your pieces during a show? Um, be willing to change the display. Um, for example, like this piece right here, I have had just hanging on the wall with the standoffs. And um, it's, I made it in 2013, so it's been around for a while. But I put it on top of that piece of copper and went, oh my gosh, and, and made it a permanent arrangement. So don't be afraid to switch it up later. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't, unless you've glued it together like this, it doesn't have to be the permanent story, right? You can always edit and revise like 90% of the time. Um, it can be a sequel. It can, and I have a tendency to change things out. Like this, I 
this particular frame with this particular piece of work, I think I would like to try it with the black frame instead mm. of the walnut frame, just to see oh, if I like right. the hot colors with the, mm -hmm. and, per, and maybe with a I silver I think it frame. would look great with black. Yeah, so I like to just mix it up a little bit. So don't feel like you are stuck. Like if you, you know, if you put your spider on the lava rock, it can always come off and, and be on some other kind of thing. On the beach or whatever you take whatever it. Whatever you, right. It's <laughs> going to become a traveling spider. So cool. Thank you so much again. Well, thanks for having me. I always if you like Jody and you just cannot take enough, right? Uh, <laughs> she actually, ho you hosted three or four shows, Creativity three, Focus. Three so far. Mm -hmm. Three so far with Jody. McDougal. McDougal. You, you have a similar name. I, we do. I get her email all the time. <laughs> yeah. She gets my email all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and Jen Harris, which she's also mm -hmm. coming, uh, an upcoming artists here at Curious Mondo with Cheryl, you did that. We, mm -hmm. we did quite Peterson. a few. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, creativityfocus.com is where the podcast lives. And you can revisit any episode that we have. We have several already. You laugh a lot with this lady here. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's always fun. And she she's an amazing instructor because she is an amazing person. Uh, she's open. She's I don't know how many times we presented her for with a crazy idea and she go, let's do it, let's do it, <laughs> just like that. Then when we sit a down lot. and think about them, <laughs> the amount of work, say, well, maybe we should revisit that, right? Well, Linda Clay so is saying. they've always worked out pretty well. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it does, but sometimes they are crazy ideas, right? They are. I work in polymer clay and am eclectic with what I like to make. Everything from dragons to fish to vases. Ooh. For the last few months working in jewelry, so if I do a show that provides a 10 by 10 space, mm -hmm. what would be best way to display these things? I have birdhouses of polyclay too. Wow. I usually have two spaces. Should I consider separating works by subject, dolls on one area, wall art in other? What should I do? That's quite a cool. That is, I would probably, um, I think having them mixed together, I love the idea that you do multiple things because I think that that is awesome. Um, but I think having them mixed together is slightly confusing to people because they're not 100% sure what it is you're selling. Um, if, and you know, it can be like, are, are the doll, are the birdhouses just for display or are the birdhouses actually for sale? So I would probably separate them and try and do an underlying um, design theme that is sort of, uh, stylistically the same in the whole entire booth and something that goes well with, it's gonna take a little bit of experimenting on your part, something that goes well with both media or with all of the different media um, so people understand that it's the same artist but they also understand it's two different mediums on either side of the booth so that they, I, because I'm guessing people are not always going to buy the same thing. The people who buy the polymer are not going to buy the dolls. But it will give them a clearer idea if they're interested before they come in your booth. And it will help sort of um, guide their path so that they know where to go and it will hold their interest more. So if, if somebody has to wander through and look through 10,000 different things to find the, the doll, it, it can be overwhelming. Um, and a, a confused mind doesn't make a decision. No, they just leave and so go if get you're corn trying dogs. to sell, that could go <laughs> against you. Yeah, yep. so that's what I would do. Uh -huh. um, and we did. I did this fun exercise. And this is another crazy idea, Shahar. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Another one? I, I already don't sleep. What if we do, okay, we're, I'm not what sure if? you want me to tell you this on camera because now everybody's going to want to do it. What if, we, what if we do a little live, go through the thrift store and buy things and oh my gosh. bring it back and build a booth? Ooh. That's we wouldn't be able to do it next week. Right, but we but could, we do, could it. do it. That's very interesting. A little bit later. Oh. I have to tell my people. <laughs> okay, I'll work. On I'll get my people to talk to your people. <laughs> I'm kidding the. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, but it's a great idea. I actually like. Just, just to add to her question, um, I think is you always have to understand first of all what's the end result you want, mm -hmm. and what stories you're telling. So for example, right. when you deal with different mediums, which I do too, right? Yes, I, you do I'm, too. Yeah, I have no control over that. Um, when we go to shows, like right now, my, my daughter is like yours, right? I like fiber a lot, she went to concrete. Right. right? <laughs> so we, we are doing shows together and what we do in a 10 by 10, that's exactly what we usually have, is really separate tables. So, because concrete will tell a different, no matter what it is, mm -hmm. tells a different story than glass or than polymer clay or than fiber. Right. So it's important for people coming through your booth to understand they're totally different. So we don't mix them together. Right. That's a crucial point. And the end result is what do you really want to accomplish? So one sales, you cannot confuse the mind. Right? right. The moment you do, your, your, your brain works mm -hmm. on a 12 watt battery. It's less <laughs> than the battery of your fridge, for you to have an idea, the light inside your fridge. So every time you ask the brain to work, the first reaction is no, 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 no. <laughs> right? So when I have too many options uh, that is visually too much, that's exactly what the brain does. It shuts down. So you don't sell. So you have to be careful. So by, by telling different stories, and so this is concrete. Okay, all concrete. I can, my brain can navigate until it feels safe. The brain never feels safe because it's always on survival mode. So it goes through the pieces and it looks and then relaxes, can make a decision. Then it goes to glass, then it goes to whatever. So yes, you can have several things together, just like you said, no, don't mix them. Right. The other thing you have to think is this, because I suffer from the same problem. If you want to go to galleries, the gallery is looking for a consistent story. It can even be different mediums, but it has to be a consistent story. So, which that means that if you go with fiber, polymer clay, and whatever else to a gallery, you're not going to get into that gallery, period. There is no consistency there. But it's not just because of the medium. If you have the same type of design in three different types of medium, right. well, then it's a different thing. You right. have consistency, even though you're using different materials to create that story. And part of that is what we always call your um, individual artistic style. Yes. Right, that's, that's where that... Which is also not easy to come by no, on, at the beginning, right? No. I call I, that I finding your voice. I figured that one out. Yeah, me, still, me too. It evolves. Me too, it because I, for me, creating is, is I, I don't know, maybe I'm too anxious, I don't know, but I need to be creating. So I need to be trying different all the time. Right. It, it creates a problem if I want to go into a gallery. Finding my voice, I think I'm finally getting into there, and I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> but, <laughs> But it's difficult because for me the fun is in, try, in problem solving. It, what right. if I do this? What if I do that? Well, so here's the thing that if, here's the thing. Maybe you don't need to be in a gallery. Maybe I do it. <laughs> right, maybe you don't. Huh. And I, I cut my gallery list way back. At mm -hmm. one point I had 10 or so and I, it, 
it was too much. And now I'm very, very careful because maybe I don't want to do things that someone else thinks are consistent. Maybe I just want to do what I want to do. And so don't beat yourself up about that. Right? And maybe like, you don't want to have the extra uh, pieces just to fulfill to that gallery because that's another thing you have to consider. Right. Uh, they're going to sell whatever. You need to immediately have other things to put and maybe and your creation process Maybe is they don't sell anything and they send it all back to you and now you have old stuff yes, that yes. you have to figure out what so to do. So that, that's an excellent topic actually right. for, for another podcast because, <laughs> well, it's, it, galleries are this big mystery. I don't know how to get in and I think right. it's so important to get in, but there, there are many things that come with that. For example, I know many artists that they create one show piece a year. Mm -hmm. Like, I would die if I had to do that. Because <laughs> I, I, I need to do something every day. Not, not show pieces per se, but I need to be, I, I'm not that style. But there are many there. Right. So if they put in a gallery and then it sells, well, what, the gallery is not going to wait 300 days to get another piece. Okay. So there are all these uh, underlying rules mm -hmm. that you need to be thinking, do I want that for me or right. not? Is that the way I, I well, want to project? And I think there's this idea that we all should want that, that that's like, it's like, you know, we all want to be the president of the company, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's not the fun part. I really don't want to be. <laughs> Do you ever have the feeling that, well, life is over, day is over, everybody goes have fun, you right. know. Uh, dinner, sleep. sleep. Right. I'm not going to do any of those. Not fun, not <laughs> Yeah, it's so right? I think we There's a, a, two sides for everything. Yeah, I think we should think carefully about if it's if the goal that we have is one that we've set for ourselves or mm -hmm. if it we've just are shooting for that star because we want to prove to others. We want or because it's sort of the thing, thing to be. that artists mm -hmm. do. Yes. And if you're going to be a real artist, you have to yeah. It's but remember, the great, great yeah. artists, they broke all the rules, right? Right. So, okay, uh, uh, I'm being asking to uh, repeat that the email for you to send pictures for Jody's class that starts this Monday is hello, hello, <laughs> at curiousmondo.com. Uh, Nancy is saying, looking forward to class on Monday. Thank you, Shahar, Nash, and, and, and Jody. Uh, Gretchen saying, already getting ideas, <laughs> sounds like it will be a super useful class. I'll have to send you some pics of the oddball materials I have stashed and pick your brain. Ooh, you? we like that. Uh, Peggy Sue, thank you ladies. Regarding the thrift store, live scouting, Gretchen P Peterson saying, do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Linda, yes, that would be so cool. Sherry Berry, yes, yes. So, you, you just... <laughs> Sorry. I'm complaining <laughs> I don't have time to sleep. <laughs> Nancy, build the boot fun. Yes, it is fun. That's is. part of the fun, yes. It is fun. Uh, I'm going to, to say one more thing because I've okay. heard I'm not going to sleep. Another thing that I, I think but I never do because I'm never ready for those boots is work in different levels, mm -hmm. right? Because um, just putting pieces here, you're asking people to do this all the time, and sometimes you have that issue that they go, oh, way out there, so they have, don't have to face you. So you want different levels mm -hmm. for them to, to see from wherever they are. Right. What about you? What's the latest advice? I, when I used to do a lot of shows, I don't do a lot of shows anymore, but I found it useful to have um, 
what I always called a wow piece, mm -hmm. right? And yes. it was a piece that, it was something so big and so flashy, I would never be able to sell it, and I knew I would never be able to sell it, right? This is where you bring your $3,000, six, not six feet tall, I would limit it to, you know, Feeding something movable, movable. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but I would bring something that would be just like a stunning piece, and I would put it in full view, either at the back of my booth or I would even put it out towards the sidewalk and it would draw people from clear yes. down the sidewalk to see what on earth that thing was. Make it blue and big. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it and is I about did, that, right? I did right? sell one every now and then, but, it, yeah. but more importantly, it was visible from a very long distance. The other thing that I thought was very valuable for shows um, is Costco will print a poster size picture of your artwork with, with your name on it or whatever, um, and you can get a poster frame from Ikea, and then you put these pictures across the back of your booth, mm -hmm. and if particularly if you have jewelry, because it's small, people can see wow, from the beautiful. sidewalk, and they, right, they go, wow, beautiful, and they get past that anxiety before they've even stepped into your booth because they know what you're selling, they know what your style is, they know if they're going to like it or not. So, yeah, and yeah. it works a lot better than the number twelve face when you look yes. at them. Come to me, come to me, no, no, not to that table, not to that table, here to me, <laughs> right? You yes. see, it's a wow idea after a wow idea. That's Jody for you. That's Jody for you. It's amazing how her brain works. Uh, she's a, a problem solver by nature. So when she's making arts, when she's teaching, she's thinking about all the angles and variables, engineer. So right. she does that. It's natural to her. That's why she's invaluable as a person and as an instructor. So my friends, really, I hope you have enjoyed this very, very much. But remember, you can spend three full days, not full days, three hours each day. Right. Next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, where she's going to be talking about this place, which is something that people don't talk a lot about. And you saw today, even with the crystal spider, how, how it can change the whole thing, the whole story, right. right? You don't want to miss any opportunity you have to spend time with Jody. So make sure you sign up for the class. It's free to watch, no risks involved, but she's going to wow your mind out of the wazoo, <laughs> right? And next week, I have an amazing gourd artist coming. Uh, he's from Nevada, and he, he carves like nobody those things. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, beautiful, beautiful work of art. Uh, he defines his, himself as a free spirit. So for me, that's a keyword. I'm interested. <laughs> so make sure you're here next Tuesday with me, 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, and, and 4.30 Eastern Time. Don't forget to share, and thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate that. Until next Tuesday.